Hey, everybody. I'm Dave Holmes. And I'm Matt McConkey. And we are from Homophilia, and we are here to tell you about Comedy Gives Back, Laughing for Good. On December 9th, comedians, comedy clubs, and venues all over the country are pledging to raise awareness of Comedy Gives Back and the Laughing for Good initiative. This one-night-only national holiday fundraiser will help Comedy Gives Back continue to provide a safety net for the comedy community with medical treatment, financial assistance, and more. The COVID-19 pandemic has been devastating on live performance, of course, and comedians need help more than ever, so you can help too. Yes, please consider making a recurring donation on Giving Tuesday 2021. Hashtag Giving Tuesday. No matter how big or how small, it doesn't matter. Every little bit helps. Just text laugh to 707070 to Dave, 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 have we got a treat for the listeners this week? A special treat, a, uh, a departure, a bottle episode, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, this is normally a hetero free zone, but that's not a hard and fast rule. Some people simply transcend. And this person, uh, yeah, I, I was talking to Michael about this last night and he was like, but this person, uh, exactly as you said, transcends all definitions, all labels. Yes. Um, yes. She is a, a dear friend. You've heard us talk about her on the show. She's a writer, a speaker, teacher, podcaster, astrologer uh, to the stars. Uh, Heidi Rose Robbins is here. Heidi Rose. Heidi Rose, how are you? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm in the perfect place. Oh, <laughs> oh, Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. You know, in uh, in preparation for speaking with you today, um, I had gotten a transit snapshot last March, April, and and I was and I remember listening to it and writing it down, and and then. Um, you know, and I've thought about it obviously, like a, a few times since then, because there was there was a lot, and you and you do these things so thoughtfully, and they're they're so rich. But um, I hadn't gone back and just listened to it in a long time, and I did that last evening, and so much of what you said has actually come to pass. Oh wow, do tell. It's there. There was just a lot of uh, a lot of talk about. Uh, attentions being put into new uh, and unfamiliar places and that kind of thing uh, proving to to be like um, rich and 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 helpful and pleasurable and like uh, eye-opening and and light lighting new ways forward and that's definitely that's really really been true that's what this past year has all been about so anyway it always is with Heidi Rose. You're great at what you do. I, I went back and looked at your chart too, Dave. I went back and I was yeah. like, oh, yes, I remembered. Oh. Yes, yes. And I was make, yeah. making some notes about both of you, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh this, this is our, just our way to to uh, cheat, cheat our way into a free session with you. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, Heidi, uh, if, if you know, we have had so many sort of iterations of gathering together. I've done a lot of sessions with you alone and with friends. And you do often like to begin anything you do with a poem. And I thought if you have something you want to share just to, you know, ground us in the space, bring us into the Heidi zone, uh, we're all ears. All right. That's a good way to start. I'd love to do that. In fact, I'll read you a poem that I wrote maybe just six months ago. So, um, and, and the reason why I like this poem for us right now is it will land us uh, in this very present moment. So it's a sort of an invitation that I wrote to myself, but it's an invitation to all of us. So it's called Slower Still. It goes like this. In this mad rush world, we are gifted two words, two little words, I will whisper them to you, slower still. 
Slower still, my loves. The sun wants to linger on our skin. Our bodies want rest. Our breath, slower still. Our heartbeat, slower still. Let us lie down upon the earth. The whole of the beautiful world has something to say, but certain languages are only heard here. Slower still. The trees know when we have fully surrendered. Only then will they converse. Slower still, my loves. The press of time holds no sway here. Let time pass. It will pass. It passes. But this cradled nowness lives. Wow, oh. <laughs> Bravo. Thank you for sharing that. So, yeah. so good. And I, I really do feel like I always feel every time I spend any time with you where I am suddenly breathing and I realize that I wasn't for a long time and oh, you're just the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's our show. Thank you, everybody. For- yeah. Thank you so much for being here. No, that that really reminded me of, you know, I grew up Catholic and, you know, starting classes and days at school with prayer or whatever. If, you know, of course, as a child, you don't see the purpose of it and you just do it as if by habit. But like, it, it is important to once you're together with a new person to take a quiet moment and set an intention and you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm an Aries. So I'm such a mad rush. Like everything's urgent, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. So it's, I'm always having to invite myself to just stop, (laughs) slow down, (laughs) take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. Heidi, tell us, uh, I mean, you're a very busy woman, but in your free time, when you do have free time, is there anything Pop culture wise, movies, TV, music, uh, anything you've been reading that you've been obsessed with lately? Well, hilariously, given that I'm always sort of looking to the bright side of things and loving to kind of uplift and encourage, I've been binge watching Succession. Oh, oh, wow. It's the best. (laughs) Which I had no part of until like maybe a month ago, and now I'm pretty much done with it. Um, So, I mean, I know a lot of people are doing that, but um, I kind of love it. I kind of love it for its, um, like, is there any redemption? Is there any like redeeming quality and and honing in on each of these characters? So I'm I'm having fun going there. I I also, of course, binge watched um, Morning Show, Matt. I did. Of course. And I hadn't, I hadn't touched it again until a couple of months ago, but, um, love it. And I just ordered, you know, I just got very excited because I just ordered, uh, Brené Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart, um, Ah. which I'm, I for years have said that I wanted to write a book about all the, the beauty of the heart really. And all, everything from the physical heart to the metaphorical heart to the emotional, energetic heart. And I feel like she may have done it, which I'm thrilled about and I want to read it. And um, so, and then my friend Wyo just, have you, do you know this book called Existential Kink? <laughs> no, but I like that title. Yeah. Well, she Writing said, she said, read this book. It'll change your life. And it's very Scorpio. You both will appreciate it. You guys, you guys both have Scorpio rising, but it's like really about loving your you love it loving your shadow like getting off on your shadow like all the things that were like oh i'm so terrible in this way and i'm so terrible in that way we clearly love that pattern of 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 beating ourselves up or listing our flaws but she talks about like if you're going to do it then enjoy it like if you're going to do mm-hmm. it then find pleasure in it and i find it really fascinating and so i'm i'm about halfway through and i'm like okay wow. I, yeah yeah. So those are a few things that I'm diving into. And what is, if you're comfortable, what is the dark side that you are learning to love? Oh my God. There's so much, so many dark sides, Dave. Uh, no, I would say I have a tendency to just, uh, what would I say? Go to sorrow, go to sadness, go to, um, mm go to not enoughness, go to, I'm, I'm too far behind, I'm behind. I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm behind where I should be the should, 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 you know, and I tend to deflate really easily. Um, so I'm always fighting that, but I'm wondering if I don't fight it. And if I just find like 
pleasure or humor or something in my tendency to be, you know, to wake up and be like, wah, wah. Um, I'm curious, like I'm, I'm sick of myself to such an extent that something's really got to give, I got to change something, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so, you know, I'm, I think maybe we're all at that. I think many of us are at that point where we've been through a real horrifying time in many ways, you know, and we, we're at a, an edge in our lives and we're like, it's time for reinvention, whatever it takes. For sure. Yeah. So uh, walk us through what a day in your life looks like right now. I know there is no typical day, but the sort of the, the closest facsimile to one that you could, oh, that you okay. could create. Well, I get up at five forty-five and I post the moon note that I post every day. <laughs> um, yes. and, uh, and that starts my day. And then if I'm going to be really honest, I stay in bed for about another half hour and I mostly can't fall back asleep and I mostly feel anxious. And then I get out of bed and I um, I have kids. I make lunches. I get them off to school, sometimes drive them, which is always really good for me. And then I start seeing clients. And I usually see about four clients a day, which is enough. It's that's about what you can do, you know, because it's a deep, yeah, that's deep a lot. conversation. And and then in between, like the, then after that, I'll do I do things called snapshots where I record a, a snapshot about your transits or your sun, moon and rising for people. So I'll do that or I'll record my podcast, um, try to take a long walk in the evening. And then mostly, honestly, after dinner, I'm like, now I'm watching Succession. Everyone go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's about a day, a day in the life. Okay. These so the snapshots that you're talking about um, is what I mentioned earlier, which is um, you get the the information like the birth information, birth time, place, yeah, day, yeah, uh, of someone, and then what. How how are these things produced from there? Well, there's like, two yeah, there's two different snapshots. There's one, the sun, moon, and rising, and that's for sort of beginners who are just learning about their chart. And so many people are just learning about their chart right now. It's so exciting. Like the momentum is so huge right now around astrology. So that's orienting people to their chart just to get the three big ones named and understood. And then I create um, the transit snapshot for people that are sort of know a little bit about their chart and want to know more about the present moment. And basically all I do is uh, I have some astrologers that work with me that create the sun, moon and rising, but I do the transits and I'll just pull up your chart and I'll put my, you know, I'll, I'll just start talking because at this point I take a few notes and then launch in and the, the transit snapshots about 15 minutes long, 15 to 20 minutes long or so. Yeah. yeah. And again, they're so helpful. Like they're they're a really interesting look at the self and then also just like a, a meditation on what the future might hold. Yeah. And I mean, astrology is so beautiful because it's a science and an art of cycles and of relationships. And if you know the cycles in your lives and, and you can work with the cycles, hallelujah, you know, you're you're that's a blessing to know what energy is available to you and whether you choose to engage with it or not is kind of up to you but why not engage with it cuz you're it's it'll benefit you so can you give people um the the sort of easiest package log line of the of the basics uh, you know because of course most of us know our son like when you when i say i'm a capricorn that yeah. is my son but as i've learned from you as many people have that is only uh one slice of the pie right right yeah just very simply i would just say i I'm a huge advocate of of knowing and living into your rising sign, which is the sign that was at the horizon the moment that you were born. It's the sign that was rising, and it has everything to do with the exact moment you were born, so you need to know that. But that sign is, I like to say, we're apprenticing to it, we're cultivating it, and you really want to stand in your rising sign, and you want to attract people of your rising sign, and you want to like steep in your rising sign. And so, for example, you know, you, Matt, and Dave, you both have Scorpio rising. So you are here to call in the deep, the the depths. You're here to be investigative, to get to the heart of the matter. You're here to 
play in the territory that people might consider taboo, you know, that whole mm-hmm. realm of of uh, what's under the rug. Let's talk about it. You know, let's let's play with the shadow side. And so in any case, Scorp- Scorpio is the warrior and, and the rising sign is what we're here to call in. The moon has to do with our past and our childhood and our emotional go to and sort of what we do without thinking about it. And so you could think of like, that's the energy that I was steeping in as a child. And that's the energy that is most organic to me. And then in between is the sun, which is where you spend most of your time. And a lot of people, their career is reflected in their sun sign. So moon, sun, rising sign, past, present, cultivated future. That's those are the three basics. Yeah. And that's a very simplified version of it, because then like when people work with you, they learn about their houses, uh, which is a concept I should understand much better than I do by now, as many times as we've talked about it. The houses are just a way to divide up the heavens. You just divide the heavens into 12 sections. So each house is just a section of the heavens. And each section represents an area of your life. So it represents your relationships, or it represents your career, or it represents your artistry. So it's just a way to divide the heavens. Okay. So I mean, uh, sun sign yeah. is by date of birth. And that's easy to figure out. How how does like the layperson figure out rising? Um, basically, at this point, thankfully, in our present technological age, you can honestly go right online, enter your exact time, date, and place of birth, mm. and you will get a list of your placements. So AstroTheme, okay. Astro.com, Cafe Astrology, mm. um, they're all great okay. places, yeah. Okay. How often does a rising sign change? It doesn't change. Uh, well, oh, I see what you're saying. It, every two, yeah. every two hours, every two hours. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but okay. but it's really really important to know the exact degree because. Let's say there's a slow moving planet like Neptune, which takes 165 years to orbit. And let's say it's going to hit your rising sign. You need to know the exact degree because if, if it's a degree off, it could be a difference of a year when it hits. You know, so right. it's like you really need to know the exact degree. So time, time is important. Heidi, tell us um, a bit about your origin story growing up as you're the daughter of a renowned astrologer. And um, I'm curious, like how you understood his work when you were young. Yeah, well, um, yeah, my dad is a, is an interesting creature. <laughs> um, when I, up until the age of about 13, you know, I knew he was interested in um, astrology, etc. But he was an opera director until the age, until I was 13 years old. So I was first steeping in a lot of creativity and artistry and music. And, um, but at the same time, he was a student of astrology and he was learning, learning, learning and studying and studying and studying. And so I would wake up early in the morning and he would have been awake since 4 a.m., you know, studying. And, um, but at 13, we made a big move and he started to focus entirely on the astrology. So, as long as I can remember, he was always speaking to me in astrological terms and always speaking to me about my different friends, my, you know, my teachers, whoever he could find information about, you know, he would be saying, well, do you notice this? And do you notice that? So, um, and he always used astrology in a kind of, with a psychological realm. So helping people evolve, helping people take their next step, you know? So I feel very blessed because my dad was kind of cosmological. My mother uh, is is and was an architect. So she was really grounded and concrete. And the combination always made me feel like I was in between the earth and the earth and the heaven. And I was like the, the blend of the two. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a good description of you, I would say. <laughs> um, and w- remind me what your signs are. I'm an Aries. So sun sign Aries, which is very much, you know, the impatient but bold and kind of entrepreneurial energy. I'm a Leo rising. So uh, I'm calling in uh, the importance of expressing the authentic self, the importance of shining forth regardless. And my moon is in Capricorn, which is very um, responsible, parental, dutiful, but also like if you take away the armor of a Capricorn, you have this little tender being underneath that just wants to be a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have Capricorn Sun, and that very much resonates. Yeah, I'm not so great at uh, taking off that armor, but uh, Heidi always helps. <laughs> yeah, you you and there- you and I have the overlap of the you have the Capricorn Sun, I have the Capricorn Moon, and you have the Leo Moon, and I have the Leo Rising. So you have something to teach me because you're a natural Leo about me yeah. being a Leo Rising. So I, I, I'm supposed to spend time with you, Matt. Well, good. Then let's spend more. Okay. So when you sit down with a client, what is a what is a session all about? You know, Dave, I used to um so I've been an astrologer now for 20, 20 years. And I used to sit and prepare for hours. Like I used to take so many notes and prepare, prepare, prepare and look at look at it sort of each position. And it used to take a long time. And I would sort of start to immediately present to like, well, this is here and this is there. And this means that and this means that. Right. But now, really, since my kids were born, it that it changed so dramatically where I just realized I got to sit down with you. You you ask your first question and we dive into the chart. And um, so now it begins with me just asking you is what's what is what are you wrestling with? What are you, what is pressing on your heart? What do you, what are you holding that you want to share with me that could, we could do some good breakthrough work on? And uh, they'll ask the first question and I'll enter from whatever point we start. So if it's a career question, I'll enter through the the, the house of career. If it's a, if it's a relationship question, we'll look over, you know, at the seventh house or so we'll just start. And it, it's just a very organic flow at this point. And it becomes a conversation. And um, it's a beautiful process. I, I have to say that I work with a lot of people. And it's always a, a journey of <sighs> by the end, there's a big exhale. By the end, there is a relief. By the end, there is uh, a readiness to embark on a uh, to take the next step in the life. No, I, I was just going to say it's very, it's incredibly therapeutic too, and uh, I know yeah. that you don't uh, you know call yourself a therapist, uh, but it does have there there are there is something very healing about spending that time with you, and I I just love to hear like how you frame it how you would frame the idea of astrology to the the skeptics the haters you know anyone who doesn't know anything about it and would lump it in with like uh, psychics which of course has nothing to do with yeah, what yeah. your work actually is i just invite them in i invite them in to 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 start I, I ask them if they're willing to be curious, you know, and I invite them in to start looking at their life. And I, I have to say, you know, when we're, we're born at a particular moment in time in a particular place, and we're born in relationship to everything and everyone else, including the planets. And so that moment is a signature moment. And that signature moment we carry energetically. And so there's no way I'm going to convert a skeptic by having an, a conversation. You have to have the experience of sitting down and looking together through the past, through the different transits. And we have to have the experience of being seen. Once people, I, I've done many charts for couples where for the most part, you know, the, 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 the woman has brought her husband in, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the husband sits far away and slowly, slowly, slowly comes forward because he's being witnessed or he's being seen in a way that doesn't make sense. Right. So all I can do is invite people into the experience. And if you're a skeptic and you really are willing to stay open and curious, then I promise, you know, it it can change rapidly uh, your relationship to this particular art and science. Yeah. It, it also sounds like your your process has become about you trusting your own instinct more. Yeah. Rather than trying to answer every question before the thing starts, just trusting that you will know how to guide the experience, which is interesting to hear. Isn't that like, I mean, don't we all have a moment in our lives as we're maturing where I remember also I used to teach 
a lot of theater and I used to direct Shakespeare and um, I worked with a lot of high school kids and I took it very, very seriously. And I remember, you know, I would, I taught at Interlochen Arts Camp for many summers and I would, everybody would be going out to the Hofbrau to have a beer and nachos. And I'd be like, well, I must prepare my syllabus, you know, and I would sit at in my cabin and think about my 45 minute acting technique class for like four hours. Now, did I teach a kick-ass class? I did. But that was my little Capricorn moon being like, I have to be so prepared and I have to deliver. And, and But there's a moment when you're like, you know what? I know enough to show up in the class, to breathe, to see who's in the class, to see who's sitting in front of me and go from there. And I think, you know, you I'm sure you both have had that experience where you're like, I know enough to show up in this <laughs> place yeah. and give my gift. Yeah. And it's more valuable to be nimble in that way and to like be flexible and, you know, go to a place where you might not be as prepared, but you will like feel your way through it. That's where the magic happens, right? Like if right. I'm so rigid that I'm like, no, 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 this is the time to do this. That's where right. you, you, you prepare. I think the, the intermediate stage is that you walk in with your syllabus and you crumple it up. You know, that's uh -huh. the intermediate stage. Uh -huh. The first one is you walk in, you follow it point by point. And I did that for 10 years. The second stage is you walk in having spent the four hours and you throw away the syllabus. And the third stage mm -hmm. is there is no syllabus. <laughs> yeah. 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 The syllabus is within. Right. You've got all the elements right, right. there. You yeah. just, yeah, follow your gut. Matt, I am all about Splendid Spoon. My refrigerator is oh. all wrapped up in being Splendid Spoon. It's healthy. It's easy. I'm not kidding when I tell you it is so delicious. Splendid Spoon. Um, they they make it very easy to eat healthy is the thing. It's, it's very difficult to create and to stick with healthy habits, uh, you know, especially when, when you're busy, as we all are at around this time. Splendid Spoon comes in with soups and smoothies and wellness shots, and they're delicious and they're so, so good. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, delicious is the key word because uh, healthy food, quote unquote yeah. healthy food, gets a yes, bad rap and people immediately think that it's not going to be delicious, but uh, could not be further from the truth with Splendid Spoon. I mean, when I got my first delivery, my mind was yes. blown, especially by their vegan meatballs and marinara. Oh I mean, come yes, on. Yes, I had it. There was a there was a, like a noodle dish with uh, with spinach and mushrooms. And I was like, I don't know about you, but it was there. And I heated it up and I ate it and it was absolutely delicious. The smoothies are fantastic. They have great little detox shots, just like a quick little shot, slug it down. You feel good. It tastes good. I'm 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 a fan of Splendid Spoon. I'm going to order a bunch more. Uh, get started yourself, listener. Save 35 bucks on your first order of delicious plant-based meals at SplendidSpoon.com slash homophilia. That is SplendidSpoon.com slash homophilia. Save 35 bucks on your first order. That brings it to only $6.66 per meal. Demonic almost, but not. It's more angelic, yeah. really. It's Splendid Spoon, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Dave, tis the season, and the season I am talking about is Miller time. Oh, yes. Delicious. But it's also a holiday party season. That's right. We're getting into the holiday spirit. Uh, and sometimes it is as simple as giving your friends and family the gift of Miller Lite. That's what I'll be giving everybody on my list this year. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Everybody's getting Miller Lite. Everybody's getting Miller Lite in their stocking. Because it's all about togetherness. It brings people together. It is absolutely delicious since 1975 they've been the beer with the taste you can depend on no games no gimmicks just a great beer and a gift that's right for people who like beer they have limited edition holiday wrapping paper packaging on select packs so giving the gift of miller time has never been easier they've got more gift ideas for beer lovers by the way uh over at the miller light shop at shop.millerlight.com so you can give your friends and family the gift of Miller time this holiday season, just like we are. Absolutely. Miller Lite. Great taste. 96 calories. Give the gift of Miller time this holiday season by going to MillerLite.com forward slash homophilia to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller Lite. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. 
your work has a real spiritual component to it. I mean, for, for, for me, it, it, it definitely does. And, you know, I would describe you as one of the, the most sort of authentically spiritual people that I know. Um, you know, because you move through the world with so much grace and so much kindness, but I, I, what is your relationship to, like, how, how would you, how do you identify spiritually? That's a good question, Matt. Um, I guess I have a, a worldview that we are, as we've often heard, you know, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. I think a lot about the idea of soul and the soul and how we are connected outside of all the personality drama. So I think a lot about just um, what what I'm here to give. I think the minute that we start thinking about what we're here to really give generously and spontaneously, then we're in the realm of the spiritual. Um, I think that it's a critical moment when we pivot from just the self-concern. And believe me, I still have so I have plenty of self-concern and plenty of self-pity and plenty of all that stuff. Right. But the mo the more time that we can spend turning outward and offering what we have to a very thirsty humanity, you know, that is when we start to enter the realm of uh, the spiritual generosity, really. Um, so yeah. I guess that that's, and, and I do believe in a, in a beneficent force. I do believe in a love that never ceases. I, I do believe in our absolute um, connect, connectedness, interconnectedness. I do believe I'm a planetary citizen. <laughs> and, you know, these are some of the tenets that I, that I try to live by, that I try to live by. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it's, it, it's interesting to hear you say that at a time when it appears so much like people are uh, turning inward and are, you know, turning off their generosity or magnanimity or, or, you know, I, I don't, I don't know whether that's actually true or whether it's just the worst and most selfish of voices are the loudest or will get the best ratings or whatever. But I'm, I'm wondering whether there is any kind, like what energetically is happening in the world? Like, is there an astrological yeah. element yeah. to what we're seeing around us now? Well, one of the big things is that, and this is interesting for both of you, because you both have a Venus in Aquarius, and Aquarius is the sign of the new age. It's the sign of connection. It's the sign of group work. It's the sign of, you know, again, we're all connected. We all have something to give to the group. But for the last two plus years, Saturn has been in the sign of Aquarius, actually for the last almost two years. Saturn has been in the sign of Aquarius and Saturn is the planet that tests us. So if ever there was a time that we felt isolated and removed and detached and alone, it's with Saturn in Aquarius. All friendships are being tested. Groups are being tested. And at the same time, we're being asked to mature around how we gather and how we connect online, because Aquarius also rules the whole online community. So it's a, it's a very, it's an isolating time. And we do feel, you know, separated, but Saturn isn't there in that position just to squash us. It's there to help us grow our commitment to our community. So any, yeah. you know, hopefully at the end of this, certain communities are a whole lot stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, that is something that I do see in, in life. I see people making an effort to be more community minded, to be, to be, you know, more active in local issues to like strengthen certain relationships. It just does seem like oh, you, if you turn on the news, which you never should, you see the opposite of, of that. And it's, it's tempting to feel like that's the, the trend nationally and globally, but and, I want to believe that it's not true. Yeah. And I mean, for both of you with Venus and Aquarius, like the community, your allies, like 
it's so important for you, like teamwork, um, impersonal love, uh, uh, you know, Venus and Aquarius, and, and also the idea of distributing information that actually uplifts people. Like, you know, that's part of this podcast is your Venus and Aquarius, and you both have it. And it's actually a gift to it's a gift because the, the phrase for Aquarius is so beautiful. It says, water of life am I poured forth for those who thirst. So we're thirsty, like I said, and you guys part are part of the Venus and Aquarius is like, you're thirsty. Let me make you, let me, let's laugh together. Let's remember we're a community. Let's celebrate our community. Like it's, it's, it's pretty gorgeous that you, your partnership in this and that you both have that oh, position. Man. Yeah. Thanks. And and honestly, that Matt listening to Rock Bottom, which was an, an early version of this show that Matt did as like a, a spinoff of Bitch Sesh, that is how I felt. I felt like I had been thirsty and somebody was giving me something to drink. Mm. Um, Matt created and and like uh, and spread these just great conversations that weren't being had anywhere else. Literally. And it, it was very nourishing. You're very exactly. sweet to say that. Too. Exactly. And I was like, well, and I, then I was just like, how do I tag well, please. along? Please. <laughs> um, no, you know, I, 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 I love hearing you say that Heidi and, and thinking about how it, how we can like lean into that more with this show coming into the new year, because I do, I, this week, I do feel like we're giving people a gift having this conversation with you. I, 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 I genuinely feel that some weeks, People are promoting some stuff and we're asking them what shows they watch sure. on TV. Um, but uh, but you know what, Matt? Can I say one more thing about that? You guys both have Saturn hitting Venus. Right now, Dave has Saturn hitting Venus and you are having it come up. And Saturn is the planet of maturation and taking it to the next level. So it's a committed creativity. It's commitment to that distribution at a new or different level. So just what you said is confirmed in in this transit that's that's present for both of you or from, from now through next mm. year. It's a fertile time, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Big thanks. So, um, Heidi, your career has really exploded. It, you know, just in like the 10-ish years that I've known you, you have gotten very busy. And you, you, I know you do a lot more than see clients. You, you know, you write, you have a couple books. You have many books out, actually, um, and speaking engagements and all sorts of things. And you also have this sort of devoted following of people that you are like a guiding light for. So I'm just curious, like how you have kind of metabolized these changes and what has kept you from, you know, just going full blown guru. If you could. <laughs> well, I have to say, you know, the the incredible community of which you are a part, you know, I have I have tremendous gratitude for. So like part of the reason why I'm busy and part of the reason why people are working with me is, you know, a bunch of wonderful people and podcasts, you know, I mean, uh, almost every client these days are listening to Bitch Sesh or mm. Deep Dive or Homophilia, or, you know, it's like it's or, or add to cart, yeah. for goodness sake. I mean, it, it's pretty amazing. So um, I feel totally blessed. And I guess what I have felt about, I feel like I, I'm always a student and I feel like the I'm getting to grow as much as anybody that's working with me, you know, or at least I, I am always looking at myself as a work in progress. And so, and I'm always looking at myself in terms of the Aquarian circle and not any hierarchy. Like I am all about being one in the circle and uh, I might, I might put a, the facilitator hat on my head for a period of time, but um, I'm always benefiting from the, the gorgeous people with whom I work. And um, so I guess I'm just assimilating it with a lot of tremendous gratitude and tremendous uh <laughs> awe about how a life can unfold. I mean, I've sort of been very entrepreneurial in my life. I haven't had a quote unquote normal job for, <laughs> for, for a long, long time, but it's finally paying off, you know? Yeah. So you are married to a, a man named Andrew who is a hunk. There's no other way to say it. He's a hunk. Uh, <laughs> how long, how many, how long yes. has it been? <laughs> 
it's been a long time. We met in 1995. Oh, wow. Um, and I was uh, directing Henry V at Interlochen Arts Camp, and he came to choreograph wow. the broadsword fight. So he came to, like, wield the sword. <laughs> Get out of town. I know. Isn't that great? That's beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What a meat cute. Yes, it was very sweet. It was very, it was very good. And I, I think I asked him out first, um, and... And I asked him out to go to the Hofbrau because we were, it was camp and there was beer and nachos down the road. And then, uh, and then the next night I was like, well, he better ask me or I'm, you know, I'm not going to further this. And he didn't, I left rehearsal and he didn't. I was like, well, screw that. And so I went back to my little cabin and I put a green mask on my face, slathered my face with green muck. And I took out my book with my director's notes and I started making notes and I put my hair in a horrible ponytail and I put on this wretched dress. And then he scratched on oh, the God. window and I was like, shit, <laughs> splashing the mask off my face and um, trying to get into something that looked halfway decent. And that was the night he kissed me for the first time. Uh, wow. <laughs> Oh, man. That is a love story I would like to see on a screen of some kind with the against the backdrop of, you know, teenagers finding themselves at Interlochen yes. Arts Camp, which must have been so satisfying to be around. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And I, I went there as a camper and uh, had amazing experiences acting there. And then I spent eight summers teaching there and was really cut my teeth as a teacher because I just feel like my content has changed but my teacher self started to grow the minute I started working with you know these students in long yeah. ago so I'm uh it's a magical magical place I can see you as the sophisticated young gal at Interlochen while you were uh, a a participant with the opera dad architect mom probably <laughs> not as like you know it was all kind of second nature to you i definitely you know it, it was also one of those places where the first summer i went i was just the little awkward whatever th 13 year old yeah. and then by the end i was you know i knew my way around and played yeah. gertrude and played sorrel and hay fever and you know all the got to do all the things that i'd wanted to to do as i grew through the camp and had yeah. my yeah anyway it was it were there black turtlenecks <laughs> through the whole thing or did that come into or out of the experience summertime did that complicate no, it no black turtlenecks in the summer no okay. no but okay. but okay. but you're gonna love this corduroy knickers friends yeah. yes. corduroy yes. knickers that was the uniform uh, you did you yes. wore your corduroy knickers and you wore your light blue socks and you wore your little what blue a look. shirt there you go <laughs> what a look oh wait was there a uniform yes yes there was oh wow yeah the idea i think that you know whatever they said people from all around the world all socioeconomic levels whatever right. and just like let's make it simple to get dressed in the morning that was mm, the yeah. that okay. was the founder's idea <laughs> smart that's very smart actually yeah, yeah i could use a uniform to this it's day a good idea uh did Kate go, did your daughter Kate go to Interlochen recently or did I, I'm thinking of something else? You know what? She didn't. She just went to a, another wonderful uh, camp. But um, yeah, it's so funny. I was sure she would go because my dad went and my brothers went and it just didn't quite happen. And it, so she ended up at a place called Ghost Light Theater Camp, which was amazing in Maine. Um, but she loved that. You're a mother of two. And how old are they now? Oh my gosh, my, my, uh, Dylan just turned 13 like two days ago and Kate is 18 oh years God. old. Wow. Dear God, suddenly I'm like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm old. Oh. <laughs> 18 wow. is mind blowing. I'm like, what? <laughs> how, how have teenagers been during a time? I mean, I, I don't know that maybe they have been as isolated as some in other parts of the country. There are outdoor and safe activities yeah. over the last couple of years. But how how was this whole time on them? You know what? We I hate to I mean, we had a very good family time and they, they reached a point at a certain moment where they were like, I'm done with online school. You know, mm -hmm. they're just they reached a point. But. 
they're they're good easy kids and they they found ways to thrive and i'm grateful i mean it was we did not have crises in that regard okay good how yeah. would you say yeah. that good. your work has informed your approach to being a mom or does it um i have always it was interesting when Kate was born, I wanted to take a, a hand analysis class and I wanted to, it was a year long um, thing where once every weekend, I mean, once every month we'd meet for a full weekend. And I said to Andrew, do you think I can do this? And, and this was, she was three months old when I started. And so we, so I guess I'm saying this to just say that from the beginning, my work, my development of my own self was always woven into my mothering. And, um, and I think that's so important for me as a mother that I didn't just turn everything off, you know, and, and so they always felt me as a person working in the world who was working on herself. And they also felt my love. And um, I think that anything can be solved with mothering, with uh, profound listening, touch just like a willingness to embrace what's what's before you um i don't know i i'm i'm just grateful i'm grateful for the kids that i have i'm grateful that i just didn't i didn't read parenting books i didn't say i need to learn all these things before i just sort of trusted myself to be in the moment and figure it out as we go you know they're very lucky yeah and i'm lucky that i have a husband that's just like Go do what you need to do, and we'll do it together. And I mean, I'm hugely blessed in that regard. Yeah. Did you do full charts on the kids when they were born? I did, I, but you know, no, okay, I did, and, I did, but I have to say, I didn't. I, I've never obsessed about it. I've never been like, oh my uh, god. I've always tapped into it, and I tell them things occasionally. I'll be like, hey, remember you're a Cancer Moon, or, and they know a little bit, but they, you know, I have tried not to barrage them with it. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I absolutely did. In fact, my my best friend was in the room when both were born and she had like a watch on, you know, either wrist, <laughs> like getting mm -hmm. the exact time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, part of the reason we wanted to have you on this week is because, you know, this is sort of the week of, of holiday shopping. And I feel like people are struggling to find gifts that actually have some meaning to them and that are heartfelt and it's not just more junk that we're putting into each other's homes and uh and you have so much to offer that i know people would love so talk us through some of the the off i mean one thing off the bat is the the books i have a couple of mine right here i don't know why i'm pulling them out Yay. for an audio uh, medium but <laughs> i like these little love letters to your signs. I've got my Scorpio and my Leo right here. Capricorn's over there. Um, talk to us about these. Yeah, I, I've, I wrote 12 little books and um, they're Zodiac love letters. And the idea is that you, you get them for your sun, moon and rising sign. And I've heard people say they read them to one another, like partners say they read them to one another. I've heard parents say they read their kids, you know, but basically you want, you can get the three little books and they're divided up into four sections. The first section is sort of celebrating you as a Leo or celebrating you as a Capricorn. The second section is how you can live more fully into it. The third section is how you can grow out of some of the patterns that are not the best patterns of the sign. And then the fourth section is sort of like writing prompts and opportunities to engage with uh, some questions about the sign. So they're just truly, they're meant to be love letters. They're meant to remind you of your magnificence and your beauty and your the possibility that is you. Um, so uh, they're very pretty too. The colors of them are really lovely and you can buy them at, um, at on, online Amazon or bookshop.org. I'm a big advocate of that. And anywhere you buy books, you can get them. Um, yeah. And then the other present that it seems like a lot of people love to give are the snapshots because you can put them in the stocking and you can get a sun, moon and rising snapshot for a, for a friend or you can get the transit snapshot and we give you a little, beautiful little gift certificate. Um, so those are both really great ways of, of giving someone a gift that allows them to see themselves in a positive light. 
Yeah. And like I said, it really does provide uh, a lot to think about and like meditate on for a specific amount of time. It kind of works as as like a, a roadmap. You came into my life as uh, a gift from Matt McConkey. Got me a a, a transit snapshot. Um, I have since given it as a gift a few times because it is it is so great and 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 it's and it's a thing that as I just did I can revisit and uh, and see how like actually true and honest and helpful it is. Right, right. Yeah, I hear a lot of people that say, "Oh my gosh, I just rediscovered the the thing from two years ago," and "Oh my gosh," you know, there yeah, it, there it, is it, a. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels exactly on, and um, and sometimes yeah. you listen to it the first time, and you're like, "I don't know, maybe," and then and then six months later, you're like, "Oh well, actually, that that yeah." manifested in a certain way. Yeah. There were certain things that in April I wasn't sure about, but now in December, it's like, well, that's yeah. fully happening yeah, in yeah. my life right now. Yeah. It is so one good. of the most special gifts that that, uh, that that you can receive, I believe. Um, and people can find you, of course, at HeidiRose.com. And you have two podcasts currently. Yeah. Yeah. The Radiance Project and Chart Your Career. So the Radiance Project I've had for about four years and it's just guests and me and astrology and poetry and chart your career. You actually can write in with your questions and and my friend Ellen Fondler and I answer them from a career perspective and from an astrological perspective. Uh, and your moon notes you mentioned at the beginning, you post on Instagram every day and there's such uh, a breath of fresh air to wake up to. Um, and remind us your Instagram handle. Just at Heidi Rose Robbins. At so Heidi Rose, Rose Robbins. Robbins. Yeah. Yeah. A very, very good awesome. follow. Heidi, thank you so much for being here, for everything so you do. Uh, we love you so much. Happy holidays. Homophilia is a World of Wonder production, produced and edited by Kate Moldenhauer. Special thanks to Randy Barbato, Fenton Bailey, Stephen Sims, Edward Bochniak, and the whole team at World of Wonder. We love you. And theme music by my Ben Wise. Yes, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HomophiliaPod. You can give us a five-star review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Mm. Thank you for listening. We love you. We love you.